everybody. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today we're going to be talking about maintaining a chase. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide. It's called Copy and Paste Texts for When He's Pulling Away or Acting Flaky. There's going to be a link for that in the show notes. Okay, so let's get right into it. This is the number one question that I'm asked on Instagram when people message me their questions for the show, some version of this, and also in sessions with clients where we go really deeply into it. So the first thing that I want you to consider is how does it feel when you think I need him to chase me? Because the only reason you're saying how do I get him to chase me is because you're thinking I need him to chase me. How does that feel when you need something from the other person? It probably feels not good. It feels constricting. It feels urgent. It feels out of control. It feels powerless because you're depending on the other person to do something for you to feel a certain way. And then I want you to ask yourself, how would I feel if he did chase me? Why is it important that he chases you? Most women that I speak to say, well, I feel like I'm powerful. I feel like I'm the chooser. I feel like I could relax because I'm not wondering if he likes me all the time. I would feel in control. I would have the upper hand. So basically, when you're saying that in order to feel powerful and in control of my life and sufficient and good about myself, and at peace with who I am in my situation, I need something from him. And with one person in particular that I was speaking with, I was like, how do you feel with men controlling you? (laughs) Because if you're saying that somebody else has to do something for you to feel powerful, then you're saying that they own your power. And so the very thing you're doing to try and get your power back is what's making you feel powerless. Most women don't like that at all. We don't like to feel like we're in a sense then being controlled by and at the mercy of other men and what they decide to do or not do. And so you can see how this idea of wanting to create a chase and wanting to get something from him and wanting him to act a certain way so that we can feel a certain way would create even more anxiety, especially when he's not investing. And that's where a lot of the dating anxiety comes from because when he is texting or you're on a date or he is there, you feel good because you think he's chasing, he's investing, he wants me and you feel powerful. But the moment there's a little gap in that investment, you feel powerless and you feel anxious and you feel scared and you think, how do I get it back up there? So really, you're chasing him. (laughs) The other problem, by the way, is that men get the exact same advice as women when it comes to dating. So I used to, well, I started out coaching men in dating and there are still some men that I'm working with but I'm mainly working with women and dating, but men get the same advice. They're also told to maintain a chase and make sure you're not going after her. You want her to go after you. Don't give too much. Let her come to you, that kind of thing. And so we just have two people 
trying to relate to one another, trying to find connection while running away from each other. And it's not working. So if we're not trying to get people to chase us, what are we doing? What does dating look like without that belief? When I'm dating, I never have the thought, I need him to chase me. Or how do I get him to chase me? The reason why I don't have that thought is because I don't need him to chase me. What if that were true? What if you didn't need him to chase you? What if you didn't even need him to like you? What if you didn't need to be in a relationship with him? We can actually see when we really consider that, that that's a lot more true and a lot more kind to ourselves than what we're telling ourselves, which is, I need him to chase me. I need him to like me. I need him to want a relationship with me. And instead, we want to look at where that's coming from. The only time you ever think, I need him to chase me, is when it's coming from your ego or essentially the part of you that feels incomplete. That belief that I need him to chase me, I need him to want me, I need him in that sense, coming from that urgent place, is always coming from the part of us that feels insufficient, that doesn't feel worthy, that is looking to somebody else to complete us or make us more worthy. Needing somebody to chase us is a very different experience than wanting somebody to like us back or wanting somebody to hang out with us again. And when we want something and we don't get it, it's natural and normal to feel disappointed about that afterwards. And depending on how you treat yourself when you get rejected or you have a disappointment or you wanted somebody and they didn't want you or you thought things were going one way and then they changed and it didn't work out, depending on how kindly or unkindly you treat yourself, that's going to contribute to your feeling of neediness going forward in other dating experiences. So for example, if I text a guy and then he rejects me and he ghosts me or doesn't respond, and then for the next days, I just have thoughts in my mind that say I'm not good enough and it was that thing that I said and it's because I'm not beautiful enough and this always happens to me and guys are like this and I'm like that and I'm just beating the crap out of myself. It becomes such a painful experience that I never want to experience that again or I'm not willing to experience that again. So then the next person that I'm dating I'm not just thinking about the disappointment of them not wanting me back. I'm thinking about that pain of that inner beating, me hurting myself and putting myself down after that experience that I'm avoiding. And then I start to feel like I really need them to like me back. Because if they don't, then I'm going to have to experience that all over again. And it'll probably be even worse than the first time because now it's another time that I'm rejected. So... The way that we treat ourselves when we have those painful experiences in dating create that feeling of need going forward in other dating experiences. So when I'm dating somebody, 
yeah, I want them to like me back. I want to hang out with them again if I like them. I have ideas about what it could be. I start to feel that potential. I feel that excitement about that person. And because I've done so much work to improve my confidence and my self-esteem and improve my relationship with myself, I know that the worst thing that can happen to me is feeling really disappointed that something didn't work out. And that's unpleasant, and I don't want that. I'd prefer not to have that experience, but I'm definitely willing to have that experience, and it's definitely not the end of the world if I'm disappointed by something. So that's one place to start, is in our relationship with ourselves. The other thing that I like to think about is making your standard being in alignment. Basically, I want to date people who also want to date me. I want people who like talking to me, who like spending time with me, who want to move forward with me, who are interested in me and like me back. And that is my standard. And that's very equal. Like, I like you and you like me and we're liking each other more and we're spending more time together and that kind of thing. And it's really important to understand that that's not everybody, no matter what you do. It's not about being good enough or learning all the tricks so that every guy feels that way about you. A lot of guys are not going to feel that way about you. And I don't know if I shared this specifically on the podcast before, but that person I was dating that I was speaking about in the episode called Hatred of Men, um, and I was well, I won't go into that. But anyways, I was dating somebody who didn't feel that way about me, who didn't really see me as this amazing person that he loved talking to and wanted to spend more time with and invest more in that kind of thing. And uh, just a side note, it's really important to not date people who don't see you that way. You want to both see them that way and to have somebody see you that way because When you spend time around people who don't see you that way, it starts to influence your perception of yourself, even if you don't want it to. So that's one thing. So I ended that dating situation, and two short weeks later, I met a different person. And he asked me to be his girlfriend on the second date. He was like, I just know, I think you're so amazing, and... Like, I just know, like, I feel it with you. And I was like, you're crazy. So we continued dating and he was really amazing too. And then long story short, we were in a relationship for two and a half years and he treated me and saw me as this amazing person and he loved my jokes and we loved talking together and we spent time together and... Like everything was so wonderful and then we did long distance together and he was so committed through it and he saw me in a completely different way than the person who I was dating two weeks ago saw me. And so it's really important to keep in perspective that no matter how this person that you're dating saw you like two weeks ago, whether he thought you were amazing or thought you were garbage, (laughs) that's just one person's perception And it's not an accurate reflection of who you are and what you offer and how worthy you are. And there are always going to be different people who see you in a different way. So I say that 
to make the point that your standard shouldn't be, oh, I want all guys who I date to be really into me or most guys to chase me and I want to have five guys chasing me all at once so I can feel powerful, so I can feel good enough. But to actually detach from men chasing you as a measure of how good you are and completely detach from that because, I mean, that's one of the most attractive things we can do anyways. Also, sometimes when we had a rejection or a disappointment or many rejections or many disappointments, we tend to carry them with us to our next dating experiences and we start to carry that perception that they had of us as not somebody that they want to date and we adopt it as our own perception of ourselves. So just remember that the guy you're dating right now has no idea that the last five guys (laughs) rejected you. It's totally okay. Just pretend that they all wanted you back. (laughs) The same way you have no idea what happened with the last five people that he dated. Um, We all get rejected in dating. And if you're carrying that with you, that's the only way it's going to affect your attractiveness going forward with anybody new that you're meeting. Okay, I got really into rejection and dating and all of that stuff so far, but I feel like it's all related. But I want to just share some other notes I made of the way that I think about it when I'm dating somebody. And you can see which ones resonate with you and adopt them as your own when you're dating someone. And it creates a much more relaxed and high value feeling than I need him to chase me. So here's what I think. I have a vision of what I want to create in my dating life, and he has his own vision. We are checking to see if our visions are aligned. Part of my vision is dating somebody who is as excited about me as I am about them and who wants to connect with me. If I notice that he doesn't seem aligned with that, I'll speak up about it. He's not a bad person if he doesn't want what I want. I quickly stop dating people who are not aligned. There will always be another person to connect with if this person is not aligned. I always take the action that feels kindest towards myself. It takes time and experiences for me to make a decision about wanting to be with somebody. Those are mindsets that I have that do create a forward momentum in dating because I have a really strong internal standard of who I want to date and what my vision is. I'm very quick to let go if it's not aligned with that vision. I'm going somewhere, so he's either coming with me or he's not, but I'm not stopping and waiting Um, to try and force somebody into my vision, force them to like me, force them to chase me, try to influence them. I'm just moving towards my vision. And I respect myself. And I speak up for myself when things don't feel right. And I always take actions that feel kind to myself in dating. I'm also moving very slow because I know there's always going to be another person to connect with. And I know that I'm very specific about that vision that I have, so it takes time and experiences for me 
to make a decision about whether or not there's potential with this person. So that's interesting because on one hand, there's forward momentum in that I'm not waiting around forever. I'm not going to try and influence you and change you to be what I want. And there's also a really relaxed slowing down in terms of making a decision about who it is that I want to have that vision with. And the forward part comes from you're on this journey with me as long as you're showing up in a way that shows me that you like me. And so the more you invest, the more we continue, the more we get to move forward together and vice versa, of course. So in my opinion, that feels so much better to me than trying to get him to chase me so that I can feel good about myself and feel powerful. I actually feel a lot more powerful this way because as you see, there is no requirement of him to do anything in order for me to feel good about what I'm doing or who I am. I don't need him to chase me or like me back. I make decisions based on my vision, how I'm feeling and what's kind towards myself and what I'm looking for. And based on how our connection is feeling to me, not based on what I need from him to feel good enough. And I can't move on until I have the upper hand and I can reject him. (laughs) So I feel powerful with those thoughts because they don't depend on another person that I need to control. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. If you want to connect, I'll meet you on Instagram. My handle is just my first and last name. And oh, also, I have a YouTube channel. There are a few episodes uploaded on there. One of them is also actually about maintaining a chase and playing hard to get and that kind of stuff. So If you like this episode, you'll also be interested in that one, as well as a few others on there. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.